Welcome to another episode of the podcast. We are back and we are going to talk about <clears throat> some controversies. Um, this is something that um, it pops up anytime that there is a little bit of a lull in the market. And we see these problems and we've kind of touched on them from time to time. But I think it's time that we uh, it's time that we kind of really dig into them and explain these, uh, as you'll see in the thumbnail. Um, you know, we. Uh, there we go. Third party, third party logistics, copy and paste agents, bait and switch loads. These are, except for third-party logistics, copy and paste agents and bait and switch loads, these are terms that, that BCOs have invented. And we'll see them get used a lot on social media. And um, so we're just gonna break we're just gonna break all this down. We're gonna go through it. Uh, Larry, anything you want to add to this before we get started? No, we got, we'll use some anecdotal examples along the way, but um you know, the the thing we're going to try to dispel here is, is this notion. Well, here, here's, the, here's the underlying problem with all of this. And it's a basic understand, a fundamental understand, a misunderstanding of what um, the agent's world is for, from, from the BCO perspective and vice versa. Um, of course, we hear a lot more from the BCO side. And it's... They, they, they think they've got a complaint, but they don't really understand why, how the system works. And so they think that it's intentional and uh, a, a lot of, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of just, just bad vibe coming from this when some of it is just the, the way the system works. And we're going to try to break that down and explain how these things happen and how it's not always what they think it is now there are, i mean there are obviously exceptions to everything but in, right. in for the most part these can all be explained and once you understand how this works then i think you'll have a better understanding and you know everybody that comes to landstar okay within the first 30 days they want to get on the load board and beg landstar to change the load board you know mm -hmm. well it's been that way for a long long time you know and I got, you know, got a uh, newsflash for you. That, that's not going to change. You're not going to come in here in the first 30, 60, 90 days, find th something that you don't like, and then you're going to have Landstar change that for you. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's, that's not going to happen. Right. And I think it'd be better if, you, if they would take the time to, to get to understand how the system works, they wouldn't really be in that situation anyway. So They, would, they wouldn't have near mm -hmm. as many problems as they think they do. Right, okay? right, exactly. So here's a couple of things I want to preface this with. We got nine trucks. There's nowhere else on this planet we would have them except Landstar. Exactly. Okay, so that's that's first. That tells you something. That should at least say not only are we willing to put one truck on here, we're willing to put on nine, and you know, and actively uh, campaign to bring on more. All right. Second thing is everything that we're going to talk about here today, we learn from experience, not necessarily. Uh, Landstar didn't teach us a lot of this stuff we we this is stuff that i learned on my own before i met larry larry and i've met along learned along the way and larry has experience as an agent he used to be a landstar agent um so and we ask questions to the right, right. people, not on facebook right so. 
I mean, I learned more from a conversation one day with, um, with an agent that I've gotten to know really, really well. And I just said, well, how's that work? Well, do we end up being on the phone 30 minutes? Cause it's amazing. If you ask someone a question, a lot of times they'll give you the answer, you know? And I thought about something this morning. I just made a little note here on my phone. What you magnify, you'll get more of. All right. If you're looking for trouble, if you're looking for conflict, if you're looking for an adversary, you're going to find it. Right. And I want to caution you because there's a lot of people that have expressed, you know, like gratitude and uh, seen it in comments. Hey, thanks for this information. Well, I want to caution you against something. Back in the day, I was a, I'm still am, but I was a, I was a big Dave Ramsey fan, and I like Kevin Rutherford. And lots of times when we encounter someone that in, that exposes us to a new way of thinking, uh, or 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 elevates themselves to some some sort of an expert, you can fall into this trap of not listening to anybody else, right? So. I appreciate Kevin Rutherford. I'm, I don't have the personal relationship with him that Larry does, but I appreciate what he's done. But Kevin's not the be-all, end-all. I don't have to do everything just the way Kevin said to do it. I don't have to do everything just the way Dave Ramsey says to do it. I appreciate their input. I appreciate their teaching. Um, I'm thankful for it. But, you know, I, I don't have to blindly – well, they uh, Dave said it, and Kevin said it, and that's why it's got that, that's what they've done is shown us stuff that works. All right, we've probably found some stuff that works that maybe Kevin doesn't talk about. Right? So, Lance, well, nope. the other I mean, the other problem with that is both of those have public forum radio shows where they take questions from a specific caller, and yep. they give advice to that specific caller about that specific situation. Then somebody that's listening goes, okay, I'll do that. But, and it doesn't work for them because that weren't, it wasn't intended for that to be the answer to their problem. And so yeah. then they're next to, well, he said to do that, and that, that doesn't work. And, you know, so you have to understand that you're listening in on a private conversation between two people. If somebody has a question and they want an answer from someone that they look up to or think they've got the answer to, and we can learn from that. But that doesn't mean, I mean, if I change what I did every time I heard some, a question answered on Kevin's radio show back in 2009, my God, I'd be crazy. I'd have less hair than I do right now. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, you have to understand that. that you're, you're listening in on a conversation that's not intended for everybody. It's intended for you to learn from it, take what works for you what, or try if it might work for you. And if it doesn't, that doesn't mean that the information was bad. It just doesn't work for your, in your situation. So if you're... <laughs> If you're living in California and running interstate freight in California, turn the video off. We ain't got much to help you. You know, I, you can't do what we do in the state of California uh, until, well, until you get caught. Uh, but, you know, what we do is not legal in the state of California. Well, you have to, you have to use a little bit of common sense and say, okay, well, this advice is great for everybody else in 47 other states but not in California. So, okay. Well, let's get started here. Uh, I think um, this video has the potential to uh, to get to people that don't necessarily know who we are. They're going to see the thumbnail. 
Uh, they may have heard some of this stuff on click on. So I'm just going to do a real quick recap of who we are. Uh, we are Blue Ribbon Logistical Solutions, uh, founded by Larry. Uh, it's been leased to Landstar since 2013. I joined in 2018. We have we had nine trucks operating at the end of 2020, and we have a plan to double this fleet in 2011. We buy old uh, trucks no later than 2007. We refurbish them. We rehab them. Um, you know, it's nothing for us to have a truck with a million and a half, two million miles on it. Um, we would rather have one of those than anything else. Um, we teach a model based on uh, not going deeply into debt, not leasing trucks. And uh, for our model, Landstar is the perfect thing for us. So let's start with 3PL. Third-party third party logistics, or 3PL, refers to the outsourcing of e-commerce logistics processes, including inventory management, warehousing, and fulfillment. 3PL providers allow e-commerce merchants to accomplish more with the tools and infrastructure to automate retail order. Blah, blah, blah. I copied and pasted that off the Internet. But the big picture is if you're manufacturing widgets and you need to get those widgets to your customers, you have a couple of choices. You can go buy trucks and trailers and hire drivers and, and haul your own product out there. Um, or you can, um, you know, broker that out so that a broker goes and find a truck. What 3PL does, it's kind of everything. They'll fill up your warehouse. They'll hire people. They'll, they'll, they'll cover everything for you from beginning to end. And, and, you know, uh, I think Home Depot is probably one of the best examples I can think of where they have a lot of people in there that don't don't work for Home Depot. They work for a big logistics provider that comes and takes care of all that for them. All right. So there's a lot of that going on in the industry. These 3PL, um, uh, they provide logistics service to the industry. Most of them do not, do not have trucks. Many are large multinational corporations include C.H. Robinson, XPO, UPS, J.B. Hunt, DHL, Hub Group, Ryder, and TQL, only to name a few. And there's a ton of them. What that means for us is the trucking industry is very, very competitive. All right? There's no chance that Landstar agents are going to be able to go out and grab all of the freight that's available in a direct customer relationship. Okay? Um. We're going to get what we can, and we want as much direct customer freight as we can because the closer you get me to the customer, the better off they are and the better off I am. But we can't get all the freight, okay? So there's so much capacity that our agents are going to be able to garner. What are we going to do the rest of the time, right? Go to the Landstar board and select direct customer only and watch how quickly the loads available on the board disappear um we cannot i, I just did that there, okay. right now there are forty two thousand nine hundred eighteen loads on the board when i and that's all trailer types okay across all all trailers all okay. freight change the direct shipper it goes to 8300 <clears throat> big difference 20 percent. right now caveat a lot of direct customer loads don't make it to the board. You know, I do two or three loads a week that don't make it to the board because the agent knows I'm in the area. Uh, I've been doing that same load for years. Don't need to put it on the board because it doesn't need to be advertised. The board is an advertising 
uh, setup. That's all it is. Really, it just it's a classified section for ad for for loads. Uh, hey, I have a load. I need somebody to take it. But when you've already got a truck, you know, I was emailed with an agent this morning on Sunday morning about a load. What? Almost two weeks from now, I'm already dispatched. You know, it's already it's already assigned to my truck. No need to put that on the board. So who knows? Is there an equal number of loads that, uh, or more that are already dispatched that are direct customer loads? Maybe. But you know, to go from forty two thousand to eighty three hundred, there's thousands and thousands of loads that we don't have access to. Okay. So let's play that scenario out for just a second. If if I said, you know what, I am a I'm, I'm a BCO, I'm leased to Landstar, I'm not hauling anything but direct uh, Landstar freight. Okay, fine, you totally have that right. Nobody's going to stop you. Uh, but then, you know, you you haul a great load for an agent from Edison, New Jersey to Nashville, Tennessee, and you get to Nashville and there's nothing there. Well, in if 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 no 3PL freight was on our board and you needed work, your only choice is to go subscribe to a load board at your cost, find a load. In your contract, you're not allowed to book loads. Agent starts. Now you got to call an agent. Hey, agent, I found this load on the, on the load board. I need somebody to go book it for me. Why not cut out the middleman and just have some people that already are building those relationships with XPO and C.H. Robinson and J.B. Hunt and and whoever and everybody and so on and so forth. Um, those people have legitimate loads, and I've hauled a ton of them. Oh, God, I've made great money on XPO and C.H. Robinson and J.B. Hunt. But And, and, and the, my settlement comes on the same day if I haul J.B. Hunt or if I haul a Landstar load. You know, the, uh, you know, C.H. Robinson, XPO, UPS, J.B. Hunt, these are giant multinational corporations that have a ton of freight. Why not get some of that for us? You know, that's that's the thing that kills me. Um, Let me give you an example here. Chris. Right. <clears throat> I'm playing with a load board. I'm, I'm putting the filters in, okay? So we went from 40-something thousand to 8,000 for just um, direct freight, okay? Right. I put in the areas of the country that we – I took out the West Coast and Florida, okay? Okay. All right. That went from 8,000 to um, – uh, let me see what it was. That went from 8,000 to um, Anyway, bottom line is I got I, I kept filtering down the loads we do. So I put in the areas yeah. that we go to is basically everything except West Coast and uh, Florida. Right. And then I put in our minimum, our daily minimum, two fifty a mile, fourteen hundred miles a, a, a day, fourteen hundred bucks a day. And picking up tomorrow, delivering on Tuesday, there's one hundred and ninety-one mile uh, loads on the board that we would have to look at if they were only direct. If they were only direct. Now, if we take that out. And um, let me reset it here. Let me put it back in to. Um, 
I'm saying I'm thinking it's going to jump what to ten thousand probably twenty thousand. Okay. So I'm I'm taking direct out, and I'm putting in where we go for for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Delivering on Tuesday at two fifty a mile, and at fourteen hundred, which is our daily parameter. Right. And we have fifteen hundred loads that meet that criteria for tomorrow. Okay. Versus one hundred ninety one. Right. Okay. I. Have never had a. I mean, I've had, I've had issues pop up when when you're when you're putting more people in the mix, more people between you and the customer, you have a greater potential for trouble, you know, to happen because you have more places for communication to get crossed up. Somebody doesn't send somebody an email, uh, but but I've had that with direct. We had that this week with direct freight. Had a load cancel. Had one agent move their load up a day. I called the next agent. Hey, can you move your load up a day? Absolutely. Got it confirmed. Driver gets there to pick up. The customer's like, well, you're supposed to be here tomorrow. Oh, no, no, we moved it to today. They dug in another email. Oh, you know what? You're right. They did move it up to today. But because we didn't look at that email, you know, I think he sat there for five or six hours waiting to get loaded, you know. I mean, guys, stuff happens. You know, it happens with direct freight. It happens with indirect freight. It happens with 3PLs. Stuff happens out of your control. When you're successful in business, it's because you've learned how to recover. You don't just fall to pieces every time uh, something happens that you're not prepared for. Let me throw something else out there at you. Because, right. you, know, you know how we, but we book usually several days out we're, we're most oh, of our trucks are booked this week so we're not looking for low this week anyway so if you open if you open this up to the next seven days we go from 191 or 1500 loads that are available to us to 6800 so the loads that we'd be looking for for not this week but next week we have 6800 to choose from to meet this criteria and yeah. and if we and if we take that to direct shipper only that number now goes down to 1000 so it goes from almost 7000 down to 1000 if we only went direct customer. Now, why are we saying this? Because guys get on Facebook and they get they get uh, sideways because they call on a load and uh, the the uh, agent or in their terms would probably be broker. Uh, well, they had to call a customer and find out what it is, and they came back on. It wasn't for the price that was on the board, so I'm not going to take it. I'm only going to haul direct freight from now on. Well, this is what you have to when you make that blanket decision and you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Here's what you now have to deal with. So you're, you're very, very limited in loads that are available to you. Right. And um, just because you had a bad experience or you didn't understand why you had a bad experience to begin with. And that's kind of what we're going to try to do here is we're going to try. You know, I love Landstar. It's, it's, it's publicly known that I wouldn't be anywhere else. But right. I'm also not Pollyanna Landstar. So when things don't go the way that I think they should go, I'm, I'm very vocal about it. Probably why I'll never ever win the truck, you know. Um, <laughs> he don't mess around. He don't I'm, mince words. I'm never going to be Steve Wheeler, okay? So, uh, <laughs> but also call out, you know, the VCOs and the agents. I mean, you know, look, guys, you're 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 a business in business with a business. You know, it it is your responsibility to educate yourself. All right, Landstar doesn't have an orientation, you know, chapter 
that teaches this, or they don't. I mean, I, I guess they could, but you know, you if you're coming here and, and you're the load board is your life source, your your you know, the, the, your lifeblood, where your income comes from. It would behoove you to understand how that works. And and the and well, people are going to say, well, I know how it works. I look on there for a load that meets my criteria, and I call, and then that that information is incorrect. And but you know they. What they don't understand is that 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 low board is not a contract. That low board is just a place to get information out there, to attract attention and to get you to you know you know these just like you need loads, okay, as a driver. Agents need, uh, uh, they need loads. They need drivers to call for the loads. Right. So you know, um, just like you're trying to do as much business as you can, if they're an agent and they've only got a few direct freight customers, you know. And they've got plenty of other time to do other things. They're going to go on other load boards and build relationships with some people, C.H. Robinson and others that people always hate. But that's those are loads that that are offered to us, you know, and we can take them or leave them. You know, it's not forced dispatch here at Landstar, you know. Right. So you know, you can you can look on here and say, okay, well, I've only got 191 loads of direct customer that meet my criteria tomorrow. And by the way, none of them are going where I want to go. None of them are really paying what I want to pay or whatever the criteria is. And if you don't, if you say you're going to refuse to do non-direct freight, that's all you've got to deal with. You can't get on a load board yourself and go book freight, you know. So the agents are doing you a favor. They're going on the load board and they're getting that non-direct freight in here for us to look at. And yep. a lot of those loads don't even have, just like an outside carrier is on our, he doesn't see money when they look at our load board. Agents, a lot of times, don't see money when they look at public load boards. It, the right. load's there. They, they, they can't even get a rate unless they have a truck that's willing to take the load. All so right, they let me have, slow you down here because we're, we're getting a little bit ahead. Okay. I'm gonna, let's, go, let's go to the next term because we're going to, we're going to come back around to that, but we got to knock a couple of these terms out of the way. First. All right. <clears throat> You'll hear this term, copy and paste agent. All right. The term copy and paste agent generally refers to Landstar agents who do not have their own direct freight. They get loads from load boards like DAT and truckstop.com and post them on the Landstar board for BCOs to use. Okay. Yes, there are, there are agencies at Landstar that have zero direct freight. And there are agencies at Landstar that have zero third-party freight, all right? Um, uh, and then there's probably as many in the middle that have a little bit of both. You know, they, they have their own direct freight, but they've got people that reach out to them, maybe FedEx, you know, is what I can think of, that one of my agents that I get direct freight from also gets emails from FedEx. Well, if they can get somebody to cover it, they'll cover it and take their percentage. Um but it's the copy and paste is kind of a derogatory term to to imply that they're too lazy to go out and get their own direct freight. So they just go out and they copy loads off of truckstop.com and they paste them on our board. Um, you know, here's the thing. These agents provide a valuable service to the BCO. It's like we said, if the Landstar board had only direct freight, then BCOs would have the added expense of subscribing to load boards to find enough freight to meet the demands of their business. So, 
you know. Well, well, even then, even then, they can't, they don't have authority. They can't haul that freight. They would have right. to call an agent <laughs> right. and have the agent call and get that load and do exactly what they're blaming the agents for doing right now. Right. Because so the agent, the agent doesn't have the authority to go get in, go, go get behind the wheel of a truck, unless they were Larry back in the day, who who was both a BCO and an agent. He could drive a truck and he could book a load with a direct customer and haul it with his own truck. I did. You know? Right. So you know that that's a possibility. The next one is bait and switch loads. Now this is this is where it gets ugly. Okay. And for the longest time, I didn't understand until somebody kind of explained it to me. And I went, once I got that, I went, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. The term bait and switch is used by BCOs to describe an agent that puts a load on the board, but then may offer a lower rate than what was originally posted. Okay. So this is really not all that complicated. Like Larry said, the board, it's an advertisement. It is it, it it exists to connect people looking for loads with people that have loads. Okay, simple enough. Landstar created this online tool um, so that I am looking to put something in my trailer. So I'm clicking and 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 typing on the computer or on my phone to find something to put in my. Um, in my trailer. All right. Well, if you are a copy and paste agent or any agent, and let's say you have a direct relationship with another individual human being at CH Robinson. And every morning, this person that works for CH Robinson. So now you have just two individuals working for giant company, CH Robinson and Landstar, and they email each other. And the C.H. Robinson guy says, all right, here, I got 10 loads that need covered. All right. Agent da, 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 puts it on the board. Now, they may or may not give them a price because sometimes I call a 3PL agent and they already know the price because they have a relationship. They've done this load before. They know what it's going to pay. All right. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe they just see it. And like, here's a load. So they have to do something to get the phone to ring. So they have to make a calculation. They don't know what the load pays. They have no idea. Well, I need a BCO to call me. Most BCOs want at least $2 a mile or $2.25 a mile or $2.50 a mile or whatever I think I might be able to get a BCO to do it for. So I'm going to post it on the board for $1,800 because that's what I think it's worth. That's what I think a BCO will haul it for, and that's what I think will make the phone ring. Plus, agents have a better – they understand lanes and, and, and right. rates, and they know what lanes are, are typically going to pay, you know. Right. So they may be off a couple hundred bucks. They're not going to be off a bunch, you know. Yeah. They're not going to post a load out of Denver for 325 right. a mile. Just not going to happen. Plus, you, know? you have to understand, too, that they um, – you know, at Landstar, we're not used to negotiating. You know, the load board – with a with a Landstar agent is I mean there's some but in in the in the broker world negotiating is a is an every load deal, so it's hard to nail that rate down because the negotiating pr pr process hasn't taken place yet. You know right. if you're calling about a load that's a week from now, and it's on the load board for a certain dollar amount, there's probably not a lot of negotiating going on there because it's it's a, it's way out. You know. 
you can take the load, but here it is. Now, you wait till the day before or the morning of the load and it hasn't moved, and that's a whole different story. So that's another reason why the rate can't always be set from a copy and paste situation is because it's not determined yet, you know. Right. And there's so no negotiation. It's like going to a car lot and saying, well, I'm not going to buy today, but I'm going to go ahead. Let's, let's negotiate. Let me, let me, what would you, you know, that's not going to happen unless you're no. actually going to take the car. You know, they're, they're not going to take their time to negotiate with you. The well, same if, thing the car, here, if it's a car, you've got to pretty much threaten to leave, get in your car, put your car in gear, and then they'll say, okay, okay, okay. Right. But if, you, if, if, an, if an agent calls a broker and doesn't have a truck, he, there's no negotiating that's going to go on there. You don't right. have a truck. Why are we right. negotiating? You know, so, wasting my time. So, so I'm, I'm going to play the agent. Or, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm going to play the agent. Larry can play the BCO. So I have, I have seen a load. I'm going to put it on the board, and it goes from Indianapolis to Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I think I could probably get it for 1500 bucks given the market, given, you know, what I see is going on in the capacity. Uh, I think that lane should pay 1500 bucks. I'm going to put it on the board, uh, Indianapolis to Charlotte, 1500 bucks, and I'm going to hit post and then I'm going to wait for the phone to ring. Right. So the phone rings and it's Larry and Larry says, uh, Hey, I see this load from Indianapolis to Charlotte. Yes. Uh, here's the information that I have on it. It's 42,000 pounds. It's uh, first come, first serve today and first come, first serve tomorrow. Okay. Um, are you interested? Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. Okay. Hang on a minute. Let me call the customer. All right. Now, I have to pick up the phone, and I call them. Ta -ta 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 -ta. Hey, it's Chris with Landstar. I have a truck interested in your load from Indy to Charlotte. We'd like to have $1,500. At that point, they're going to say, yeah, yeah, we'll pay 1500 bucks." Or they'll say, no, listen, we're not paying more than 1150 Okay. Because if I, if I just call them and I don't have a truck, they're just going to hang up. I, if you don't have a truck, you don't, you don't negotiate. Remember, an agent, they're not a broker. They're an agent. They're, an, they're someone I'm giving agency to. They're, they're my representative going to the customer on my behalf as the BCO. They're going for me going ahead and being my agent and my representative to go to this customer, try to get this. Load. So then I come back on the phone with Larry. Hey Larry, um, they only want to pay 1150. At that point, Larry says yes or no. He says, yeah, no, thank Larry says, no, Larry says, no. Okay. All right, man. Have a nice day. But I don't blame the agent for what just happened. I understand right. that that was an attempt for that guy to get some business, give a load to a Landstar. Now what? Now look, what if that load got me home? What if that load right. got me to a load that paid three, four dollars a mile? That's a different story. You yep. know, I go back to that term that we used to hear all the time: "Don't haul cheap freight." Well, this would probably be an example of cheap freight. And if it were a standalone load, and I'm home and I'm not going, I'm, I, 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 all I'm going to do is go pull this load. I probably wouldn't do it. But if it got me to where my regular customer is on Tuesday or whatever, you know, there's a there there's a lot of situations where I would pull that load. You know, I would take it for eleven fifty. So, um, you know, that's that's why I say there each of these situations it has to be evaluated on its own behalf. But you but you can't 
you have to understand that the the process is not your enemy here. You know, if we only let agents post loads on our board that were direct freight, look at all the opportunity that we would lose. You know, you talk to guys, BCLs have been here for a long time. They've pulled a whole lot of third party freight. Okay. And, and some of them have gotten their best customers from third party freight, you know, um, yep. And so you, you, you can't, the agent is not trying to screw you by doing what you're calling bait and switch. That's not what's going on. The agent is trying to get business. You know, he's trying to get you business. He doesn't know necessarily what you're, you know, what you called based on what was on the load board. I get that. Okay. He, he posted on what's on the low board what he thought that rate that lane should pay. Now, look, there, there, is, there is a lot of situations. I had one just, just, I guess, Friday that it was a cut and paste situation, and it was on the low board for, I want to say it was 1500 And the agent, when they called the, third, the 3PL to get the low because I had a truck, she came back. She said, well, I got you 1700 Well, oh. she didn't have to do that, you know. Um, so it, it works both ways here, you know, but, but understanding the process that the bait and switch is, 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 it's a derogatory term for a process here that it's not, it's not accurate. It's not accurate. If they just didn't take the time to put those loads on the board then you would never have a chance to see them, or you'd have to subscribe to your own load board and then find that load, then call an agent and hope that they would take their time to go get it yep. and get it on the Landstar board so that you could haul it, you know? So there's, you're saving you a subscription and all the time. I don't know how many drivers can watch a load board and drive down the road. Not very many, you know. Nope. So they're out here doing this for you. And you want to criticize them for doing it because it doesn't always work out like they think it's going to work out. You know, I'm going to tell you right now, you are not going to be happy at Landstar if Landstar changed the rules and said there can only be third, there cannot be third-party friend on the board. There'd be a whole lot of starving people here quickly. You know, because there wouldn't, you know, we have 10,000 BCOs. And I just showed you right now, if tomorrow, if we take the the uh, 3PL freight out, there's only 8,000 loads on the board for, for tomorrow. Not even for tomorrow, period, on the board right now for any date. So uh, it's, a, it's an essential part of what we do here. And, and understanding that you can't take that load board information. Now, once you, now, let me contrast that to a rate con, because I've got another situation Friday, you know. I won't get into all that right now, but understand we have a rate con that says X, Y, and Z. That's gospel. And, and that's different than the load board saying X, Y, and Z. I understand this. Okay, the load board is just it's just an advertisement. It's say, hey, check me out here. Then when you accept the load and get a rate con in black and white, that's a whole different story there now. So if there's any manipulation going on there, that's when you need to get customer service involved because that's that 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 can't stand. But but just you know, getting you to call on a load that that's not a, now. The other thing that now I do have a gripe about this because Landstar does have a, a policy called complete and accurate dispatch. When I was an agent, we had all these steps that we had to we agreed to go through so that BCOs would have complete and accurate information. Now, it still galls me when I call on a load and it says it's one thing on the load board, not money-related, but mainly uh, pickup times, delivery times, things like that, and they're, and they're not even, you know, because, look, I wouldn't bother the agent if, if the load pickup times didn't meet my situation. 
Right. Give you an example. I got a guy who's delivering in the afternoon. I want him to pick up later that day. So I've got to find a load that picks up late late that night. Okay. So I only call on loads that pick up after I don't know eight o'clock. And say I find three or four of them, and I go calling on them, and then in the conversation it comes up that that's, it picks up at 2 in the afternoon. Well, gee, I just wasted a whole lot of time because you posted the load with incorrect information, you know. Yeah. It's a different story. My, my, uh, my absolute unacceptable is, and there's no excuse for it, uh, is multi-stop. The, the Landstar board is set up where if a load has an extra pickup or an extra drop that you put that in to the posting right not, not in the notes below it not in the notes in and the show it as one pickup and one drop and then down in the bottom it says all oh, extra stop well i'm right. not even gonna call you matter right. of fact i'm gonna email that to landstar so landstar will burn your ass for putting up an incorrect post because that's not how this works because it changes the miles it changes the rate it completely screws it up. It makes a load look like it's one thing when it's completely never. That right there is something that I will not stand for, and I will report any agent that does that. Um, but what I what what I I just part of it comes to putting yourself in someone else's shoes. All right, Larry's been an agent. All right, Larry can tell you his opinion of BCOs from an agent's perspective, and it ain't pretty. I've heard the stories. Okay, that's why I'm not an agent anymore. By the way. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> BCOs have got to pull themselves down off the cross here every once in a while. Um, you you are not perfect, all right? You are not without blemish, um, and neither are agents, right? There, there are some agents that either make genuine mistakes or, um, you know, or, or just, just incompetent, you know, that, that happens. Um, I've run into a few of them here and there, but I, I never hesitate you know, sometimes if I'm looking at, a, at the, at the um, I put in a search and I see the results and I see one load posted six times from six different agents. I might call on it. I might not call on it. Or I'm going to look at the agency codes and see if there's somebody I've dealt with before. Because they're all, they have all gone on to truckstop.com or DAT and they've all seen that load and they've all grabbed it and posted it. Uh, and they're just trying to be the first one to get to it, right? Yes, I believe that they should take loads off of the board. Um, but, again, putting myself in their shoes, if I'm sitting here in this office and that's what I'm doing, how do I know that the load is gone or not unless I call? Well, how do I call unless a BCO calls me and wants it? Right? It's just, it's just not that simple. Let's, explain, let's talk about that because that, that – that is that probably the number one complaint that people have about the load board is there are loads on there that are no longer available. Now let, let's let's talk about how that happens, okay? And before we do that, let me I want to talk about your situation where you've got the same load listed six times yeah. with six different agents. Now here's what I find interesting about that, okay? Now here here's where some of the innocence goes away in my opinion. All right, okay. if one of the load will be on there for let's say twelve hundred bucks, okay, and so that's like I don't know. 250 a mile or whatever. Then another agent puts on there, puts it on there for 1225, you know, right. and the next agent puts it on for 1250. And now, now that, now, when I see that, I call the, and you're going to think I'm crazy, but I call the lowest rate because that's probably the guy who's honest. 
and the rest of them were just trying to get the, the freight away from him. So I'm going to reward the guy for being up front. Now, I will tell him when I call, I'm saying, by the way, you need to know that this is on the low board six times, and it's up there. It's as high as 1400 So if this is not established rate yet, ask for 1500 and let's see if we can get it. But I'm going to reward the guy that's not trying to screw the other agents out of their business, okay? So and that's just a little, little – that's just something I just want to throw in there. Why loads don't get off the board? Well, here, here's the deal. If it's direct freight – and it's promoted to a Landstar truck or even an outside carrier. It doesn't really matter. If it's direct freight. That load will automatically come off as it's posted, as the load is promoted in the uh, leads uh, app that let uh, agents use. So those go away. So, I mean, you've probably booked a load and then maybe tried to email yourself the load board information. It's gone. You know? So that's how quickly it happens. The loads that don't come off are the, are the again, using the term that, BCOs use, the cut and paste agents, because here's what happens. They don't know. They have gone through in the morning, and they've put a bunch of loads on their posting, you know, that they've gotten off load boards. And unless somebody calls, they have no idea whether that load got covered or not. And it and it, it might, and it, those loads aren't, aren't only given to Landstar agents. They're given to everybody. So it could have been booked on a, a, a truck that wasn't even a Landstar truck. Nobody knows that load's gone until somebody calls and finds out. Now, at that point in time, that agent should go on the board and take it off. I've seen it many, many times where that doesn't happen, you know. Um, but no, all the other four or five agents who've booked it, they don't know it's gone either till somebody calls them and they have to call him and take it off. So that's why the loads don't go off. There's no way to fix that. There is no, no way that that's going to get fixed, you know. And, and you just have to understand how this system, how the process works to understand why that you, you you have to pick your battles. Don't pick that one. That one's never going to change. Okay, so um, but but again, the other side of that coin is okay. Let's fix it by throwing the baby out with the bathwater, and let's not let agents put those loads on the board. Well, then how many times are you going to call and get one of those loads that you wouldn't be able to get then? So again, it's just oppor- you know, Look, I've said this many times. Landstar has guaranteed opportunity, not guaranteed results. Okay, this is just another opportunity. All right. Now, you can let this get you sideways and have you on Facebook expressing your energy and spending it there instead of taking care of your business and moving on. That's up to you. But the successful people aren't. They're going to go on. It's not it's what it's not a big deal. Okay. the other thing I you know, because I get criticized for this a lot for stacking loads. But listen, I am a firm. We I stack nine trucks at least seven to ten days out. Okay. yep. Every week I. Perpetually. I'm working tomorrow morning on loads for the middle of, not this week, but next week. Okay? Yep. And it is much, I I have so much less of this to deal with on loads that I'm not, I'm not, most BCOs are looking for loads tomorrow for tomorrow. Yep. So I'm, you know, it's a rate, you know, you, you see it on the Facebook where people are saying, I've had to make 25 phone calls and I can't even find a load that's even good. Well, let me tell you something. That wouldn't be the case if you were calling for Friday or next week, okay? So if you want to set yourself above, you know, the crowd, then do things differently than the crowd does. And the crowd at Landstar usually waits till they're delivering a load before they're looking for a load, literally. And that's why there's this race to the bottom, you know. Um, now you might say, yeah, but you booked that far, you're going to have a load to cancel. And they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's where becoming a problem solver comes in. 
you know, a load cancels, a load cancels. You just have to fix it. It doesn't happen yep. often enough for me to throw the entire strategy out the window just because out of nine trucks, I might get one or two loads a week that cancel. Out of, I, I, book, I book 30, probably about 40 loads a week. Uh, let me think about that. Nine. Yeah, probably about 40 loads a week, 40 to 45 loads a week, okay? So I have every, I average maybe one or two a week that cancel, all right? Well, the other 40, 38 yep. did not, you know? And they're good loads that, you know, that um, I, I didn't compete with half the BCO force to get because they weren't even calling about them yet, you know? And like Chris says, we get a lot of uh, agents that call us, you know? Yeah. He's booked already for what's next Sunday, you know, or next Friday. Yeah. Um, um, End of, end of the Monday, the 8th. Or yeah, Monday. yeah, and we didn't make a phone call. The agent called us, you know. So, um, so those, I mean, again, understanding how it works, I think, would make you less critical of the, of the, the, the process and, and more understanding of how it happened. And I'm not trying to take up for agents. I mean, listen, they, look, I've been on both sides of the desk, all right? I have, I'm very much qualified to, to have my opinion here because I, I have been both. I still am one. You know, and uh, I, I understand. I see. I see it from both standpoints. You know, um, there's there's as many. Well, because we've got ten thousand BCOs and only about fifteen hundred agents, there's a whole lot more bad BCOs than there are bad agents. But um, right. but it's it, it 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 look it it you have to do what's best for you. And if you're going to get all hung up about a load not being taken off the board. You know, you need to rethink your strategy. You know, you're 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 spending a lot of energy um, for something that doesn't matter, and you're not going to change it. Okay, if you think you're gonna, you think you're gonna fix Landstar? <laughs> There's a whole lot of guys driving for other fleets right now that thought they were going to fix Landstar. So, well, you have to understand too. A agents are making pennies on these loads compared to what you are. They have to have a lot of them. I mean, we're 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 doing forty. Uh, well, not nine, nine times five, you know, we're 40, 45 loads a week. Um, I mean, so <clears throat> I don't know, a single agent might be able to pay their mortgage off of, you know, if one person booked every load for us, you know, <laughs> they might be able to pay their mortgage based off of that. But that's about it. You know, they, they have got to book hundreds of loads, um, for the pennies that they're getting. Um, so they got to do whatever it takes, you know, and, um, you know, a person has a choice, post a load, don't post a load, but I guarantee you, they're not going to book a load if they don't post it. They've got to do something. They got to do something to get the phone call, uh, the phone to ring so that they now have a truck and they can act as an agent and go and try to get a load on that truck's behalf. But if they got no truck, you know, you you can't get a load. It just you're not doing it. So uh, let's break down how it really works. You know how how all this comes together so that at least you have a better understanding of 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 the general market and and how the loads make it to the truck. All right. So here on top, this is very crude. I did this about ten minutes before we started. So. But on the top would represent a direct load. The customer sends a load to the agent. The agent sends a load to the BCO. But if it's not direct, the customer has to send the load to a broker. The broker is in contact with the agent. The agent is in contact with the BCO. 
when you have that extra party in there, that third party involved, it changes the dynamic of the relationship with the customer. Like I said before, the closer you get me as the operator of the truck, the closer you get me to the customer, the better off we both are. It cuts out all the middlemen, right? I have an agent that, you know, went to my my main customer and solicited them for their business and, and signed them up on a contract. But then once I'm in the picture, if I have a problem this week, I had, uh, what, nine stops, ten stops, and... I got to one of the stops and the freight wasn't on the trailer. It just wasn't. It was, they just put it on there. They gave me paperwork, no product. I emailed the shipping supervisor. I didn't go through the agent cause I've got the guy on speed dial. You know, I'm like, Hey man, wasn't nothing on the trailer. Went on the next stop. It makes it so much easier for that customer to be served with, with better, more reliable service because you know, he don't have to call the broker to have the broker call the agent, have the broker, the agent call me. He just picks up his phone. My number is saved in his cell phone and he calls me. Hey, Chris, where are you at? I'm here. Well, what time are you going to be there? Oh, tomorrow at noon. Okay. Thanks. I mean, that, that makes his life so much easier. The dude's probably pushing out hundred, 150 loads a week. There's at least one load that he knows and has known for the last six years. Um, that when I'm hooked to that load, he's got nothing to worry about, you know, because he knows me, you know? So, um, you have to understand that, that a third party load is more complicated, but also imagine the opportunity that you're given. Maybe it's CH Robinson. Okay. I don't know that this is how it works, but let's just say it does. Let's say you have an account representative at CH Robinson. And they have a load or they have a, a relationship with a customer that puts out, you know, two loads a day. And it's their job, their their job to cover that customer. And a Landstar agent calls, hey, I've got a truck for this customer. Okay. And then we go and we do a really good job. Well, why not convert that to a direct customer? We're not going to go take over the contract. We're not going to boot C.H. Robinson out of the way. But what if C.H. Robinson, what if that one representative and that one agent and that one BCO now have a new relationship built where that's one less thing that that representative doesn't have to worry about because he knows it's covered. The Landstar agent's got it covered. The BCO's got it covered. That's that's our opportunity. You know, we we can't make it direct by the um, by the technical definition. But there's no reason we couldn't do it every week or every time, you know, every time we they have that low way. Well, hey, I wonder if this Landstar agent has this BCO again, because that guy or that girl did an amazing job and I want him to come and do it again. You know, but we we kind of cast off third party freight as if it's not valuable. It's certainly valuable. These people move a, a whole lot more freight than Landstar does. Why would we not? go try to build relationships with the the XPOs and the JB Hunts and the CH Robinsons to partner with them, you know? Um, but, hell, we won't build the relationships with the agents. 
You know, we treat the agent like they're our bitch, you know, and let me give you an example of that. <laughs> I'm looking at Facebook right now, okay? And the post, the guy was complaining about how he'd made 25 calls and there's no loads, okay? Of course, here, everybody, you know, there's 65 responses to that. Now, 64 of those are an opinion of somebody. One of them might not be. But let me tell you, this is, here's one, guys. Love it when they bait and switch 1250 from Long Island to somewhere in New Jersey. Called and was told they're paying 1200 told them it's bad enough to pay almost 200 in tolls and you people take $50 off F you and hung up. How many, here's another, how, how, have you guys noticed how many agents are from different countries? So now the next, now the next post down here will be, how come there's a post on here and it says no BCOs? Oh Hmm. yeah. Let me think about that a minute, you know? Um, So, you know, Read now, what you, read what a, you sow here. You know? There's a couple of legitimate um, legitimate reasons why a load would be on a Landstar board that says no BCOs. The first one is it could be a product that we're not permitted to haul. Landstar has a pro, was it prohibited cargo list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there are things that because of our insurance we can't haul. An approved carrier may be able to haul that freight. Um, it happens. Or a BCO has gone in to a customer and made a complete ass out of themselves, and Landstar has been booted. And so we may be able to get a, uh, you know, a, a broker carrier, or uh, not broker carrier. Approved uh, carrier. Approved carrier. Yeah. An approved carrier that can do it under, basically under Landstar's authority, kind of. Um, but BCOs aren't allowed because some jackass went in there and threw a fit or screwed something up or ran over their fence or whatever, you know, but one person has the capability to run us all out of business. You know, we've seen it happen. I have watched people throw fits in shipping offices. My favorite one, the recent one, was this guy's. I've been here six hours, and the guy was like, "Yeah, you were late." And the guy was like, "Well, it wasn't my fault," you know. And the guy just looks around the room at all the other people that were there on time. Yeah, you know, I was in and out of there an hour and a half. It was a third party load, by the way. Um, you know, and I, dude, I've been in that place like five times now, and every time it's been third party. Here's another thing about stacking loads and 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 looking ahead. Um, I honestly believe that we have built relationships with a lot of that direct freight because we have gone up and gotten it the minute it went on the board a week ahead of time. Um, I, cause I see a lot, we have this big spreadsheet, you know, that, that cause you got nine trucks and five loads a week, you better keep track of it. Right. And I see a lot of the same codes popping up. You know, we, I love dropping hook freight. You know, I like to be able to get in there, hook and book and get it going, you know, so, um, we, we put ourselves in a position to get a lot of that direct freight because we, we snap it up as soon as it shows up and, and we can do it. And, um, if you're waiting till the last day, um, it is really difficult, you know, to find a look. Now go, go talk to a, a, a real independent, you know. Uh, especially one of the old school guys where they do that five o'clock hustle, 
You know, they'll sit around and wait until the end of the day when the broker gets desperate because they can't find somebody to call the load and they'll come and just pull their pants down and, 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 you know, cause they'll do anything at that point. Well, look, I don't have time to play that game. You know, uh, I, I just, I'm not gonna do it. I've, I've benefited from it where I've been in a, a bind, a load is canceled or something's happened or got a TONU or, and then I start digging around on the board and I find somebody desperate and, you know, why is it okay for me to capitalize on their distress? Because that's what I'm doing. They're they're in a bind. They need that load covered. They their customer is depending on them to get it moving. And I come in and get three hundred more dollars because they're desperate. Why is that okay? But it's not okay to drop the load the rate fifty or seventy five dollars in order to secure the customer. Why? Why? You know. It, it, your, your hypocrisy is showing a, a lot of times, and, and it's because you're greedy. There's that. Well, and the other thing we see here a lot is the sense of entitlement. You know, you know, yeah. it's it, I'm entitled to have the loads on the load board that are only good, no bad. You know, um, I got bad news for a, a lot of you guys. Okay, the, as, to quote my good friend across the table from me here. The center, the center of the universe doesn't run. Its axis doesn't run through the middle of your cute little head. Okay, uh, you need to grow up, you know, and understand that. You know, the, again, the land Landstar is the land of opportunity. It is not the land of guaranteed results. And the difference between people, everybody that comes here has the same exact tools that they got were hand handed in orientation, a password, a load board, and you know, a fuel card, and a few things like that. There's no secret, you know, there, there's there's no secret that you can find out to get that good freight. You know, I see all these posts on, on uh, you know, on, on Facebook. Uh, they're looking for these, you know, these, these, these magic agents, you know. And and uh, guys have been doing this for a long time. We got, have, have established customers. You know, we actually had one guy one time say that that's just not fair. You know, it's not fair that uh, you can have those. The, you should have to post those loads on the board and let everybody have a shot at that. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember him. That's how this is supposed to work, huh? This is this is the free market in its purest sense, you know. So yeah, survival I'm, of the fittest. The guy who the guy who has the best gun kills the most. You know, game eats best. Okay, so uh, get over yourself. So I'm supposed to. I, I have a relationship with with a customer going back to 2014, and. The agent is supposed to take that away from me that I earned and put it on the board so that somebody else can have a chance. No, that's not how this works. I earned that business. I went and tried it out. It was a cold call, by the way. I didn't go looking for that load. I didn't go looking for that relationship. I got a cold call from an agent in 2014 that said, hey, we see you live you know, close to this place. And I'm like, yeah, well, we've got this opportunity, blah, blah, blah. You want to try and I tried it out. I'm like, hey, this ain't bad. You want to do it again next week? Sure. I ended up doing it for almost two years and then was off for a while and went back and was off for a while. And now I've been back and, um, you know, you want to talk about taking the stress out when you know, and I, when I can tell you what I'm going to do for the next nine days, um, with little exception, uh, man, I can plan stuff around the house. 
Uh, it makes my life easier. I know what I'm going to make. I know where I'm going to fuel. I know, I know everything, you know, makes my life a lot easier. Now, uh, I get people that don't like dedicated freight cause I don't necessarily like dedicated freight. You know, I, I if I'm out running the road, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the end of my living in the truck days, you know, um, but I, I get that you want the variety and you want different scenery and that's fine, but you can still develop relationships. Maybe somebody's got a really big run or load that runs every two weeks, you know, and you build that relationship and you know, well, Hey, every two weeks I can go do this load and all I got to do is triangle myself around to it. You know, that, that, those opportunities are there, but you have to work for them. They don't fall out of the sky. You know, you have to work for that. You have to build relationships. And that means you sometimes might have to do something for an agent you might not necessarily want to do. But if you go do a good job, they're going to call you back and say, hey, you did a really good job on this other thing. How about this? You know, but so many of you, you don't want to. You so, Chris, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give everybody the, the, the our, our big secret. OK, OK, this is it. I hate doing this, but. We do have we do have a secret. We have a secret strategy that that we now I have to hand it to him. Chris is the one that came up with this, not me. I have to hand it to him. But you guys are looking on the load board on Landstar Online, and you follow these loads that are no good. If you would switch over to using the Landstar Connect app, and sort by time posted. Landstar One app. Landstar One app. Sorry, and and sort it by. Uh, how many how many minutes it's been on the load board, and quit calling on the ones that's been on there 17 days, and calling oh, yeah. the ones that's been on 17 seconds, you will improve your percentage tremendously. Okay, the fresher that load is, the more likely it's going to be there. Okay. Now, something that Larry taught me on that is, and I do that when when I you know when I go into Landstar One app and and I'm looking for a load for me or one of the trucks and I and I. I click to see the list. The first thing I do, because it defaults to showing you the biggest revenue. First thing I do is switch to age. I want to see what the newest load is. But I also scroll to the bottom just to check because sometimes direct freight, good, legitimate direct freight will sit on there Still seven, eight, nine days. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm going to, I'm going to flip to the bottom and be like, okay, Oh, I know that agent. That's direct freight. Click, you know, but you know, it, it, that, that, Oh, that Landstar One app is worth every penny that we exchange here. That's that's top of the list. It's above El Cap. It's above everything. That app is spectacular. Thank you, Landstar. Now, instead of bitching about the low time coming off the board, you just modify your process. You you learn to avoid the landmines. That's what makes guys successful here and others don't is because the ones that get hung up in a landmine grab their ankle and sit there and cry for days on end instead of jumping up, hobbling on, and getting on with your life, you know. Um, I go back to that don't haul cheap freight thing, you know. A guy sitting in Denver for three days waiting for that load to come on the board that's going to rescue him from getting from being there, but it never comes up. And now he's lost three days and had to eat three days worth of cost of living. And he's still there with no load. You know, that's just a dumb strategy, in my opinion. If you're going to go to Denver and make that mistake to begin with, don't make the mistake of sitting there. Get the hell out, even if you have to take uh, Coors beer at 90 cents a mile. 
the lesson there is you shouldn't have gone to begin with. Or if the rate was, was that good, then you can afford to come out for 90 cents a mile and not sit there for three or four days. But again, yeah. it's, everything is decisions. The quality of the decision that you make. If you want to be hard-headed, you know, and you're going to be that guy, you know, well, I'm just not, you know, you these blanket statements, then that's fine. But, you know, the guy who's willing to do what it takes, whatever it takes, you know, is going to pass you up and, you know, and you're going to look and go, well, he was lucky. You know, he, he got, you know, he, he had this, this, and this. No, no, he didn't. He just was not so stubborn that he couldn't modify his way of doing business. He didn't, you know, instead of spending all your time complaining about a, a agent screwing you because, you know, they dropped the rate $50, you know, get on with it. This, you guys are, you're, you're, at, you're sitting here fretting over all the wrong reasons. You know, it's costing you money. It's costing you money. And you're not going to change it. That's the bad thing about it. It's just like those guys in D.C., Black Smoke Matters, okay? What they got? Yeah, they got a hat from Trump. That's what they changed, okay? All that yeah. noise up there, and they got a hat. Go home, Okay. So anyway, I'll quit. I'll get off my. Well, I I've thought about something. I'm glad you said that because about luck. Because I was sitting at lunch yesterday with my wife and my mother-in-law, and I said, when I was a BCO, y'all are so clueless. I mean, I was doing it, did it for three years, but it is a miracle. Divine intervention is the only thing I can think keep me in business because it wasn't luck. Because luck is when pre preparation meets opportunity. I didn't prepare for nothing. I, I was I was out to lunch completely, and it eventually caught up with me. Um, but luck again is preparation meeting opportunity. When you're when the opportunity comes along and you're prepared to execute, that's luck. Um, a lot of people mistake luck for effort, though. Okay. Yeah. You know, people are lucky. Usually are putting out some effort. Typically. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. This ain't easy. You know, it, it's. No. Um, you know, when I went, when I look back at how hard I had to work when I had that lease truck at Anderson for two years, I was on by all the metrics. I was successful. Um. But that was because I stayed out six to eight weeks at a time with a with a two and a five year old at home, you know. Um, that's what it took. Now, fortunately, we don't have to do that here at Landstar. You certainly can if you want to. Um, but you know, all of our drivers, if they want to be, can are home every weekend, and you know, we got a couple that stay out because that's what they do. Um, but whatever it takes. If whatever it takes for you to get your personal finances in order, to get your truck paid off or to get your, you know, to, to make the money that it takes to get your savings up or, and it, it requires you to stay out a month and stay out a month, you know, but you don't get to have everything, uh, that you want. You have to be willing to put the time into it. And this is not easy. If you're coming from a company driver position and, and coming to Landstar, you've got about 10% of what it takes. You can drive the truck, get ready for the other 90%, you know, that nobody prepared. <laughs> you sure as hell don't learn it in orientation, you know, uh, you know, that orientation, they give you enough to rubber stamp you. Hey, we, you're done. 
Have a nice day. Here's your here's your log into the load board. Here's your log into the ELD. Uh, here's a card full of phone numbers. We wish you the best of luck. Have a nice day. It takes us three days to get our guys the orientation to fix what Landstar did in one day with our guy, you know, because they don't know how to do anything, you know. They they had they know nothing, you know. So, um, I've I've listened. I've I've complained ever since I got here that Landstar orientation should be at least a week, you know. Oh yeah. Um, and and then maybe when you get out of there, you would know how to how to function. You know. Well, even then, there's things you're not going to learn until you experience them. Sure. You know, and um, you know, we we had a driver poop the bed a couple of weeks ago. You know, made a really dumb decision on a Monday morning and screwed up his whole week. You know, and we we sat and talked about it, and I said, look, sometimes you just got to learn the hard way. You know, you made a really really dumb decision. Um, it cost us a lot of money. It cost you a lot of money. Could have been completely avoided if you'd have just picked up the phone and called me. I could have fixed that in 30 seconds. No, hey, buddy, that ain't going to work. Don't do that. You know, but you didn't call me. And you made a really dumb decision and it screwed up your whole week. Um, but sometimes that's the only way you're going to learn, you know, because I, I mean, I can sit you down in a classroom and preach at you for seven days and you're going to retain about 10% of it. You know, so I mean, Landstar, I, I think it's legitimate to say that Landstar could put a little more of this in the orientation to it. Just just how the system works, how how the agent, the different ways the agent work, what different kinds of agents. And I think that would help. But sometimes you just got to learn it the hard way. You know, there's a there's a lot of misunderstanding about that, too. You know, they they there's people that don't really understand how it works think that that there's an agent that can cut the rate to give themselves more money you know and and right. that that it can't doesn't work that way the agent is not in the income stream the customer who's paying for the freight pays landstar directly billing okay then landstar pays the agent and pays you the bco on a settlement at the same time you know and you're you're at you're at sixty five percent. The agent is at you know somewhere between seven and fifteen percent. And so, um, it, it, it if the agent cuts the rate, he's cutting himself. You know, and so you know everywhere else in this industry, there's this there's this antagonistic broker carrier relationship. You know, we have the opportunity here not to have that because we're really both pulling on the same end of the rope. You know, but the, the, all this mistrust and all this, all, all this, you know, stuff that y you guys are coming up with because you're thinking that agents are trying to screw you by help by trying to help you by giving you more load opportunities than you would ever have on your own, and they don't always work out. And 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 your sense of entitlement is, if I get if it's on the load board, by God, it ought to be a good load. You know, uh, well they could say the same thing about you taking a load and then breaking down. You know, there's mm -hmm. it, it, you know, you expect to be excused for that or while you're in the area, you know, you're available to take this load. Why won't you take it? Well, I don't, I don't want to, well, you should have to, you're, you're in proximity of this load. You have the time to do it. Landstar should make you take this load. Right. No, right. that's not how this works. You know, can't have it both ways. You know, I, I'm guilty of um, getting aggravated with agents that cold call 
on loads, you know, because I'm thinking, buddy, you got a load board. If I wanted your load, I'd have called you about it, right? And and part of it is, you know, my, my truck shows available. I wish there was a way, you know, you could choose or whether or not you showed yourself available. Maybe, maybe, maybe that would help. But I'll show available somewhere, and they'll call me, but I'm already promised on a load. I'm just not booked on it yet, so it hasn't affected my availability. You know, so they'll call. Well, are you interested in load? And I'm like, no. You know, because yeah. I'm I've already I've already promised a load. You just can't see it because it's not booked yet. Now think about what you just said there. Okay. All right. So now, from an agent standpoint, you just misrepresent yourself. You're showing as as, as available. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to call you and offer you a load. But what? You've already got a load. Well, how, that's not fair. You should have yeah. to have that load. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be available. I mean, it's the same mentality. Right. But but you don't even want to answer that phone call, you know. But yet you want to get on Facebook and complain about an agent putting a load on the board that he doesn't have or he's got to make a phone call for it. You, you see the hypocrisy here? You get this, you know? It's not all about you, unfortunately. If you think that you can be successful at Landstar without agents. I wish you the best of luck. Exactly. Or, it, or go, go ahead and go ahead and be, become an agent, you know. I mean, maybe, um, no, uh, no, just get your authority. Well, just yeah. get the hell out of here, get your own authority and you deal, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you talk about baptism by fire. If you think dealing with agents and Landstar are tough, get out there and get your authority and start calling brokers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Real brokers, not, bro- not people you're calling broker when they're really an agent, call brokers and deal with them and find out what getting screwed around is. And oh, by the way, then you'll be paying for factoring because you won't be able to wait 90 days to get paid. So you start paying that bill now that you don't pay here at Landstar. So we had a comment just popped up solution to that remove your contact number. No, incorrect. Doesn't work. Doesn't Doesn't work. work. Every one of our numbers is, is not published to agents, but they know how to get into, there's a back screen. As an, as an agent, I can find your number, even if you don't, if it, if you don't list it. So that doesn't work. Yep. Um, and look, I don't mind again, I got cold called one day, I don't know, last year sometime, on a $4.50 a mile load. Cold call from an agent. Hey, are you interested in load? And I'm like, well, what do you got? I'm thinking, here comes a dollar twenty-five, you know. Right. And she's like, well, it's 400 miles and pays $1,800. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> well, here's my truck number. Email it to me right now. Don't wait. Um, You know, right. and that was a, a UPS or, or JB Hunt or something, you know. And I'm thinking four dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> yeah, you bet your sweet ass I'll take it. Uh, I mean, there was one one load, C.H. Robinson load, right here by the house. It was it was pick up a load of drums, pull out of the gate, turn left, go five miles, turn left, back into dock, and unload it. Paid six hundred fifty bucks a gross. Uh, dude, I bet I did that load ten times one year. You know, took me. Th- from the time, leave the house, get in the truck, drive up there, load it, unload it, come back to the house three hours. Yeah. All day long. You know, I do, I do that like twice a month. Um, what am I going to do? Say, absolutely not. I'm, you know, $6,000 gross in a year for a few hours of my time. Um, uh, that was another cold call. <clears throat> You know, you know we, we talk about building relationships all the time. I mean, I mean that, that term is just kind of, it, it's so diluted because everybody uses it. But let me give you an example of what we're talking about here, okay? 
we had a uh, we we've got a driver that's been with us for almost a year right now. Um, that um, I, I got a I got a phone call from an agent. Oh yeah. <laughs> and normally that's not really a good sign. Okay, the fleet owner yeah. gets a phone call from an agent about one of mm-hmm. my drivers. Okay, I'm like, oh shit, here we go. So. Uh, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 I'm going along with it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm reserving my judgment on what this phone call is going to be about. And he went on to say, he goes, you know, he said, I just wanted to comp. I, I said, I don't normally do this. And I'm like, oh, gosh. But he said, I just want to compliment you on one of your drivers. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I'm beating my chest now, okay? And so um, I said, go on, go on. And. And he said, he said, you know, she communicated to me everything that happened. I mean, she got hung up in a five-hour delay on an interstate because of an accident and stayed in contact with me. I mean, he just went on about how pleasant it was to work with a BCO for a change, his words, you know, mm-hmm. that, w- that communicated and was professional and, you know, kept kept him in the loop, took care of the customer, you know, um, made up for that five hours, you know, by doing, a, a you know, a, a, an hour split and, and, you know, manipulating the logs legally to make the load work, you know, where most VCOs would have just said, screw it, I'll get there when I get there, you know. Uh, he just, he went on and on and on. We talked for at least 30 minutes, maybe longer, about all the things that she did that, um, that he just was not used to having done to him. And I, I, I was very, I said, look, I really appreciate that. He used the word rock star without me even saying that, but that's my nickname for her. And, uh, and I said, you know, I, I, that's what we teach here. You know, that's, I mean, I'm glad to see that, that they're doing it, but that's how you build relationships. When you get a guy that takes 30 minutes out of his day to call when he, for no reason, but he wanted to, to yep. talk about the things that, this person did that he's not used to having done that we we it's standard procedure here that's what we expect you to do you know that's how you build relationships not getting on f- facebook and complaining about the guy you know baiting and switching or whatever the hell you want to call it you know it 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 if you really really want to make a difference you put out the effort you do what it takes you know uh to to make it happen and and uh, and and be, and be accountable. Don't don't have a sense of entitlement, and and just do the right thing. You know, it's it's um, um, you know, and, and we and he's she's. I mean, he's she's. We've got we've got several drivers who who we get lots of compliments on because they take care. You know, they don't run away from the check call. You know. How many B shows ever say it's none of your business where I am? You know, oh, but it is because somebody's right. Somebody's paying you to haul you that freight that belongs to them, and they have every right to know where you are. You know, so it, it, that's the attitude. You know that that keeps you from being successful here at Landstar. You know, and and in my opinion, Landstar is the best place to be. You know, with a with a uh, with a uh, leased onto a carrier. Unless you have your own authority, and I think for most people, having your own authorities would be a disaster uh, oh, because yeah. there's no exception made for your little single truck operation when it comes to compliance. And um, I see how you are, and if Landstar didn't take care of your compliance, you'd have to be in jail anyway. 
So if you're out there doing it on your own, you wouldn't be doing it for 18 months because then the the uh, first audit would put you out of business. So, you know, look, quit blaming the, 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 the load board for your problems. That's not your problem, okay? Number one, you need to get yourself in a position where you're not losing the load board. That would be your best shot is yep. develop the relationships where the agents are calling you and giving you the freight. You know, find agents you like to work with. Find agents that like you and and take care of that, you know. And um, and look, it's like I have to do it for nine trucks. You certainly can do it with one. That's not shouldn't be that hard to do. But Yeah. Well, and so here's you know one, set yourself at minimum daily rate. Yeah. Right? That's that's and, one and to know that, you have to know what it costs to operate your truck. Right. So if you don't know your numbers, to quote my old buddy Kevin, you know, and you don't, you can't figure out what it costs per mile to run your truck, you have no idea what that daily rate's going to be. So that's the first thing, is make sure that your numbers are correct and make sure you know what it takes to operate your truck. Then so set yourself way, a daily rate. That way, if you do get a cold call and you're driving and an agent says, hey, I have a load, it's going from here to there and it pays this much, and you can say, well, this, and I, I said that to one the other day, you know, I'd called about one load and she's like, well, I've got this other one. And I'm, she's like, well, well, so well it pays 1150. I'm like, well, you know, our minimum, our minimum daily rate right now is 1400 in this market. So, you know, we're just not going to take anything less than that. Um, but then it's a yes or no. It's yes, I can do it. No, I can't. Thanks. Have a nice day. Um, one thing that can help you is create a, an email address that's only for your load information. Um, and, Try not to use one that's got 16 consonants in it. You know, uh, Bill 541328 at Gmail, whatever, you know. Um, but <laughs> we, we created Outlook email accounts for all of our trucks. So it has the truck number and, and you know, and semi agents are like, God, thank you for having that's so simple. simple email. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I'm sure they get some. That's all like, there is to it. <laughs> XG45782121. And I'm going, guys. Exclamation simple. point. Yeah. yeah. Simple, simple, simple email. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know, then, you know, the, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and ahead. then when you get booked on a load and the agent sends it to you, reply, got it. Thanks. And then when you get to the customer, say, arrived shipper, I'm loaded, arrived destination, empty. You would be shocked at how well agents will respond to you if you do that simple thing. Um, just let them know. Hey, um, I'm good. I, I'm, you know, my ETA is good. Yeah, now look, I, I know that, especially that one that loves to use them text messages and they'll wear your ass out. With tech, man, where are you at? Where are you at? When are you going to be there? When are you going to, you know, and I have, I'll be there when I get there, by God. Send me one more text message and we'll find out, you know. I I get that, okay, but I still use them. Well, another thing, too, is do what you say you're going to do, you know, and, and be on time. And if something yep. happens, let the agent know when it happens, not after, you know, the next day. And now you're going to be four hours late, and you knew that yesterday, but you didn't bother to communicate to anybody. You know that's just being ignorant, okay? And and that's not going to build relationships, you know, at all. But um, your success but, here is going to be totally dependent on the number of relationships you establish and you maintain. But okay, communicate accurately, 
when you have a problem, don't spook an agent, right? So don't freak out. Like you encounter a problem, you need to look at your options because if you call freaking agent out, they'll take the load away from you. We've had to train our drivers that because like, you know, call us first. We'll look at the situation. If it's really a big problem and it's going to for sure cause you a problem, then we'll notify the agent. But if you think there's going to be a problem, you know, I have on occasion, I've called an agent and say, hey, heads up. I've encountered this problem. I think I'm okay. Want you to be aware of it. And I try to be very reassuring in that. Um, but sometimes they don't need information that they don't need, you know. So so give them accurate information. But also don't scare them and freak them out because they'll take a load away from you if you're if you're not very, very specific and you're not reassuring and you don't give them the confidence that you're going to be able to do what you said you're going to do and you're going to end up sitting there without a load because that's happened to me before. Here's another hot topic that people sometimes, you know, poo-poo on, but – Look, it's, if you're a one-truck operation, okay, it's difficult to book loads and drive a truck. I, I, believe me, I understand this. I booked, yep. loads and, I booked loads for five trucks and drove a truck, okay? It's really, really hard to do that, you know. Uh, it's no shame to get someone to help you be a dis, to dispatch for you, even if you have to hire a professional dispatcher. And most dispatchers are 3 to 5% of revenue. And a good dispatcher that knows what he's doing he will make you more money than what he costs you oh, because yeah. that's all he's doing is looking at loads and using his relationships. So you're not giving away your money. If, if you know, everybody doesn't have the skill set to be a good communicator, you know, everybody doesn't have good negotiating skills. If you, if you don't have that yet, you need to get it. But in the meantime, it might not be a bad idea. Now, look, I wouldn't get on Facebook and get one of these morons that I see on Facebook all the time. But listen, there are lots of BCOs' wives who have done this for their husbands for years. They know what they're talking about. You know, there are guys like fleet owners like me. You know, there are people out here who will dispatch for you for a percentage and mentor you along the way. You know, it's no shame to use that and and, uh, and at least keep your truck moving and, um, you know, and, and, and make it a, a reasonable return on your investment as opposed to being frustrated and, ha and, and and not getting the loads that you could get because you're busy shifting gears. It's really, really hard to do that. I understand. Um, so it's really good if, you, if you've got a partner and you can teach him or her how to, you know, book loads and what to look for, and, you know, that would help a lot. And if, if not, then I would look for somebody, a professional, to, to help you out. It doesn't have to be forever. It could be for a few months. And that way you get your feet on the ground and you're not here in a tailspin and you get and, and you get washed out before you ever get a chance because you didn't we weren't able to manage this uh this low board thing. So it's another thing that I just thought throw out there to you. So Yeah, because I mean on the on the average you, you might pay somebody two hundred bucks a week, right? But if it, it that two hundred dollars um you know, you, you only need a, a little bit more freight, you know, and, and a good dispatcher. I mean, think about the difference between a $6,000 week and $8,000 week. I mean, we routinely book eight, dollars $9,000 weeks for our trucks. Well, if you're out here struggling for $5,500 and a good dispatcher can raise that by $3,000, 
that's going to be, you know, about $2,000 in your pocket. You well, know, another thing besides just the, the, the total revenue is negotiating with the agents on breakouts, you know. Yep. Um, if you don't really understand how this works, you know, there there's things that you can negotiate that doesn't require more money from the customer. It's just what the agent and you can work out in terms of, 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 of breaking out different uh, amounts of money into different categories. And so, and, and that, that can make a huge, um, a, a dispatcher can pay his own way in a week in breakouts. I can promise you. Oh, yeah. You know. 100%. It, would, it wouldn't cost you anything. The money that you extra money you made would be would more than pay for the for the dispatcher and and give you more, more money as well. So uh, and then if and if you get the right one, then they're also going to teach you along the way. So they're not just doing your work for you, but they're teaching you how to do it. You know, and uh, and with some tra- transparency, you're able to see how that's done. And and then maybe as you get more comfortable in the system, you can able to do it while you're driving, or if not, like I say, get somebody in your family that. That will do it for you, and the money stays in the in the in the house, you know. But I wouldn't be afraid to do that if I were you. And oh, by the way, I am available. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I, I stumbled upon it on my own the the way we we book loads and in, in, in back in the first quarter of 2017, and had my engine not blown up, you know, the first quarter I was at fifty thousand to the truck. The first quarter of 2017 which, you know, we weren't setting the world on fire and I did 50 grand in three months. So had my truck stayed together, I was probably on track for a 250, $280,000 year, you know, especially knowing what happened to the market from the rest of 2017 into 2018. Hell, I might've made 300 grand, you know, to the mm-hmm. truck if it had stayed together. Um, but, you know, it, I guarantee you that Larry could add, probably on average fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a week to your revenue if if you know just going off the averages you know of, of how i know people run so uh you feel like we've covered it all i, I think we I, i'm sure we'll think of a couple of things that we didn't that we didn't yeah. cover but um yeah. i don't see much in the comment well let's see here's uh, what's your running areas? So we we pretty much run I thirty five east, uh, no Florida. That's that's pretty much, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know we'll go to Maine. Don't like to, but have gone up there a time or two. But probably Massachusetts to Iowa down to Texas and across. We just don't go to Florida because it's so hard to get out. But that's that's pretty much what we do. Um, so I don't see much more in the comments. So we're we're adding trucks. Um, yep. We're we actually got. Uh, um, we're searching right now to add two trucks immediately, and so we've we've still got some sp- some slots here. If you guys are interested in, in in joining our team and learning how to do this, and. Uh, if you are if you're new to this and you haven't listened before, go back and listen to episodes 49 and 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 up to now and learn what we do here. We're a mentoring fleet. We bring people in that want to become Landstar BCOs and maybe don't have the experience as far as business and and you don't want to be one of those nine out of ten that fail the first time. And we will help you understand how this works and work with you. You'll drive our truck with no risk, 
as a W two employee, and uh, our drivers are making about two grand a week right now. So, yeah, you know, you have a pretty good job for a while and get and get a get an education. So, um, you know, get a hold of us at that uh, at that website right there. Drive the number four blue ribbon dot com. Uh, here's our email addresses. I think I saw a comment. Somebody said. Uh, let's see, in the process of getting a truck, would like for you to dispatch me. Okay, well, here's what you do. You, not me. Larry at blueribbonlogistics.com. Give Larry an email. Uh, he'll touch base with you. If you want to talk to me, Chris at blueribbonlogistics.com. Let's see. Let's, oh, we get, now we get, now, now they come in with the questions. Um, <laughs> That's all right. I got no you're going to have a replay for this at the beginning signal of the business. Yes. Uh, everything automatically yeah. once we're done. YouTube processing takes a little while, so it might, uh, uh, but I think the Facebook is immediately available. Uh, when load stacking, how much time between loads and deadhead? Um, right now, I search 125 mile radius of where we're delivering. We'll expand that to 150 if necessary. You know, I give two hours to get unloaded. It's pretty standard. Um, you know, obviously, I want I want the least amount of deadhead, uh, and I want you know, uh, I want to get unloaded fast. You know, look for drop and hook loads. Uh, you know, that that takes a lot out of it, um, and. Uh, so yeah, I mean it, it's it, it, there's not a standard there. It depends no. on what the freight is, what the customer is, where it is, you know. You know, we 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 try to get here, here's our goal is to get unloaded in the morning and loaded in, in the afternoon. That's what we try to do. Yeah. So, and we do that four or five times a week, then you're you're at a, you're at, you know, you're at 8 10,000 bucks. So, um and it, so it it's you know, we we listen, we try not to take grocery loads. Because we don't want to sit there for six hours, okay? So we're, you know, we 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 try to minimize our our dock time, you know. And sometimes it can't be helped, you know. Yeah. But, but since uh, they changed the hours of service and give us a split break and pause on the fourteen, that's been it a helps game a changer. Lot. It helps a lot, you know, because I, I mean, I can literally set twice a day, two hours, getting unloaded and getting reloaded, and because of the pause. And the split, split sleeper option, it, it just doesn't hurt us anymore, you know. Um, on the on the deadhead, as a fleet, I try to make sure that we stay under fifteen percent of our paid miles. That's our target. We do that pretty regularly. Now, once in a while, we'll have to jump up there on an individual load because we end up getting stuck somewhere and we just can't find anything worth going. But usually, we keep our search at one twenty-five to one fifty as far as the radius on the load board, and. Um, and, you know, obviously when we're looking at loads, you know, I, my first criteria is I look and see where the shortest radius is. If I can get you on, if I can get you reloaded in 30 miles and that's, you know, that's where I'm going to start looking first, unless you're just something about that load that I just don't want to take, you know? So, yeah. um, but, uh, don't be afraid of deadhead. Deadhead's not going to, you know, I would rather do deadhead than sit. Okay. So yeah. Rochester, good air for freight. Uh, well, uh, it's not, not bad. I mean, I mean, it's not Florida. Right. You know, not Florida and it's not Denver. Um, I, there is a direct customer, I think, in Syracuse that I've pulled out of before. You'd certainly uh, be in a 150-mile radius of freight in Rochester. Though. Yeah. You'd be, there'd be plenty of loads available. You know? Yeah, it's not terrible. It's, you know, it's not the best. It's not Charlotte. It's not Columbus. It's not Indianapolis, you know. Right. Right. Um, but, no, it's, 
it, it's, you know, it, that's where I run. You know, I, I, I come across the three-way every week. Um, and, you know, there's some st- mainly Buffalo. There's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff coming out of Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo you know, up to Rome and that area. Yeah, a little, little bit coming out of Albany. Um, but we've got direct freight in northern Pennsylvania. It's not far from Rochester. So, yeah, I, I would I would call it a. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be afraid of it, you know. I, if you're if you're thinking about moving there, <laughs> I don't know, move to Indianapolis, okay. But if you already live there, I wouldn't be afraid of it. Yeah. So Heck, I'll do fifty percent to for the right loan. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean it. Look, anything, anything, you have to do anything one to one off. You know, it, it, every, everything is negotiable. But as a general rule, as a policy, we want to stay at fifteen percent of paid miles or less. You know. Yeah, um, and you got to remember too that we are not specializing. We're hauling general freight, right? Right. Dry van, general freight, general it, commodities. We certainly could. We, we have the resources, um, you know, to go lift gates and all kinds of, you know, belly boxes and blankets and blah, blah, blah. But we're here to teach people how to pull freight. They can specialize once they're on their own, you know. Um, you know, so I don't necessarily want to teach somebody to deadhead 50%. Um, certainly, you know, if everything's $4 a mile, you know, and it works out to be $2 a mile for all miles. Sure. Whatever. That That's just math, but we're not really trying to specialize ourselves. We're just trying to get people to pick up loads, deliver loads, pick up loads, deliver loads, pick up loads, deliver loads, stack revenue, manage expenses, keep expenses low as you can revenue as high as you can build relationships, you know? And so it's, it's a lot easier for us just to, Hall freight. Look, yeah. we're we're teaching you to run with the training wheels on. Okay, when you get out of here and take the training wheels off, you can do all that sort of stuff, and and then you then you understand the 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 consequences of fifty percent deadhead. You understand how it works. It's not just a decision that you made. You understand what goes into making that decision. But you know, when we're trying to teach people the fundamentals, you know, that's not really a, a tactic that we're going to employ very often. You know. First of all, was really if if you really 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 are good at dispatching, you don't get yourself in the situation where you have to do. It. Now, if an opportunity comes up and we see this tremendous load and we got to do that, um, you know, we we would probably talk about it. I don't know if we would do it though, because again, you gotta understand we're mentoring here. We're teaching people how to do. You know, everybody comes here that knows how to drive. Okay, that's not the problem. What they don't understand is the business side of it. You know. And we have to look at those decisions and making that, is that 50% debt, is that the right business decision? You know, is there, is there a better decision? Is that the only decision? You know, it's like teaching our guys to take the toll roads or, or avoiding the toll roads. You know, there's not an answer for that. Every load you have to look at and compare, what's the different, what's the consequence going to be if I take the toll road? What's it going to be if I don't? You know, we're, it, we're just trying to get them to process that and to think about it not have a standard answer that they're going to do every time because that doesn't work every time. So um, anyway, that's that, that's what we're trying to do here is, is make you understand what the consequences are of your decisions. You know, if you're going to go to LOAN Mountain and go into debt up to your neck to buy a truck, you need to understand the consequences of that, okay? Yep. 
So maybe you'll make that decision. Maybe you won't. But at least we're going to explain to you what happens when you make that decision. And was that the best decision? You know, so. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end your shutter down. I got to go haul some freight here in a little bit. So y'all check us out at blueribbonlogistics.com. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube. Let everybody else know about it. Like and subscribe. Make sure you hit that share button. Send the you know send the links to other people. Let them know what we're doing here. We'd welcome to come in here. Um, remember, go to drive4blueribbon.com. Drive the number four blueribbon.com. Uh, fill out the form there, and um, you know if you're interested in coming here, we'll set up an interview. But until next time, everybody be be cool and be safe. We'll see you next time. Be safe, everybody. Thank you.